Second uh, podcast look back at the United series. I said it a bit like uh, when Saturday comes there, when he says United. 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 Uh, for those who listened to the first one, thank you very much. Um, we hope you, you enjoyed our little look back, back to that 1990 promotion season and series. Uh, the first episode is uh, still available on all major outlets, I believe, Mark. Well, yeah, all apart from iTunes. Why, why, why aren't we on iTunes? <laughs> Got rejected. Um, I think I've been putting off actually trying to submit it for ages. So I, I, I submitted it immediately after putting on one that's got probable copyright infringement, let's be honest. So um, so I think they just instantly heard that and rejected us. So we're on all apart from iTunes. <laughs> Good to know that. Yeah. Uh, so we're joined by, uh, obviously you've just heard him, by, uh, by uh, at Webding, Mark Webster. Also joined today by... Uh, uh, a new, will we call him a new regular now? He's been on two, he's probably been on as much as Andy now. Well, yeah, he's more than, more than semi, full regular yeah. for me. Uh, J- John Stancliffe, son of Captain Paul. Good evening, just semi fouled off since it's going. <laughs> as you can see, we're keeping to the professional standards of the uh, pods we've done so far. Uh, we've got Andrew here, but we can't see him because he's having some... Uh, some visual uh, difficulties, but we think he's all right on audio. We're currently looking at a picture of Glyn Hodges instead of him. Andrew? Hello, everybody. Is everybody okay? <laughs> Wonderful, thanks. <laughs> Why did you say it like you were transmitting from the North Pole, though? I don't know. <laughs> it's like Eurovision Song Contest, and I'm giving a great. <laughs> well, we're all going to get no plot today. Yeah, exactly. um, so the first episode, we looked... That uh, obviously for, for those who are joining us late, uh, why? But uh, we looked at uh, the first two episodes, which were about uh, the the players, and it was about the, the wives. Um, the the third and fourth episode are about the board and about the fans. So we're going to have a little uh, look back. Uh, I think some of us have watched it again this week. It's available on all uh, all, all all YouTube sites. I think you can find uh, find different. Uh, different ways to watch it so you can look for that United series type it in um, hopefully the, the versions you see won't have stilted parts on the naked uh, buttocks and bodies uh, that we uh, apparently happened last week yep there's, uh, there's, there's less of it I've been on the lookout for that sort of stuff ever since I noticed the rewinding on um, Bradshaw's buttocks there's not been as much of it on these two episodes because there's, there's not really as much to look at let's be honest but you sound disappointed there <laughs> very much so winning <laughs> Uh, shot of winning. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's keep your powder dry, either way. <laughs> so, so the first the first episode, of the, oh, it's the third episode of the of the six. But the first one we're going to talk about today was about the board. The first thing that hit me is, is obviously we have the, the the great United music that comes on. Reg Bre- Reginald Brealy's glasses. Anyone want to make a comment? Big. I think that's, that's all we need. I think they're great. There's a bit of uh, Elton John. There's a bit of uh, NHS specs. I think he looks pretty cool. It's very like an Elton John Morrissey hybrid. It's very, it's very oily, isn't it? You can't trust him. You can just sense that when you see him and Walt. 
Andrew, can you just say that um, you may need to put a preface of allegedly into some of your comments uh, this podcast, or are you just going to run with your views? No, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. No, no, carry on, please. <laughs> so uh, they're not the views of the whole Tufty Club team that Andrew's just uh, put out there on those two uh, eminent businessmen. Um, but we, we, the, the boy, we get an introduction to the board and... we. You know, very, very different to the board of sort of today. They're all very local and um, they're involved in scrap or timber merchants. We have, I think, one of the Lavers is on the board, Alan Laver, which I think I said last week he, he could have been, well, he couldn't have been my granddad because he was going to get married to my uh, grandma. Yeah, they did dwell on Laver having a lot of United connections through history. They didn't mention you or, or, you, uh, or your grandma at all. I was a bit disappointed in that. We get him and then we get Stephen Hinchcliffe, which. Um, he he was a director that uh, he lived not too far from where, where I live now. He lived on the the old De La Salle School, and um, he. Oh, does anybody know the companies that he actually ran? Sort of the empire, any of the the shops he ran. Bit of trivia. Is this a quiz? Just Is a bit it of a trivia. No, no. Some famous famous companies that he, he ran. No. no. He ran Freeman Hardy Willis and Sock Shop. Very good. Very, good. very, very foot-oriented. They all went bust, and he ended up. Uh, well, he ended up court one way or another, and uh, basically said that the, the big mansion he's got, which is just off Abbey Lane, he used to have private helicopters. He had a, he had a full-size football pitch uh, on there, which I think Paul Heaton was talking about recently, having a having a game on there. But um, he ended up in prison, uh, out of prison. I don't. I think he's still in Sheffield, but uh, very wealthy businessman, but got into some wrong wrong turns, shall we say. And then we had Mr. Mr. Woolhouse. Yeah. He doesn't... I know he says he's from Sheffield, but he hasn't got a very Sheffield accent, has he? Well, he, he claims he, he went from the Spion Cop to, 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 the, to the South Star. He never stood on Cop, him, did he? He's never been pissed on the Cop, has he? He shat on us plenty of times, but he's, he's yeah, he's never been pissed <laughs> on. There, was, there were stories that when, after he'd gone on the run, that he, he used to come back in a, in a disguise... Uh, a bit like what I'm wearing today. And he used to uh, used to stand on the cop. That's that's nonsense. He's never been on cop. You can tell. You can tell the look of the man. So, and he said it all, didn't he? When he was he poncing around with that, saying that. Oh, then it cuts to that big banquet where God knows what it is they're eating. It, absolute massive, like big room banquet, loads of entertainment people on. A massive far cry from AW and his 90p meat and potato pie in a cupboard last week. <laughs> yeah. I don't think uh, we'll last. He came across reasonably well because he didn't hold back on having a go at Reg, did he, a few times? No. Uh, and I think when I watched it, it kind of shocked me that he, did, he was so open in that documentary. Uh, good on him. Yeah, there's, there's a bit yeah. when he comes it, on in, it, in it, the... He came across that he hated really. Yeah, him, I think. Yeah. Well, they did in the end, they really came 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 to almost like blows sort of in terms of the deals. And stuff. But there's a bit in it... Well, it's not that way. It's not going to be a great fight, is it? <laughs> Well, my money would be on uh, Reg, because Bertie's going to do, all he has to do is hit him with his glasses and knock him out. <laughs> but there's a bit where Woolhouse does a deal, and I have absolutely no idea what's going on. I would say on that, what, 2-8 nickel? 2-8 nickel. And on the grindings, oh, 2,000 nickel. Okay. Right, right. Something about... Is that about the, the, the nickel? 2.8 on the nickel, 2.8 nickel on the grindings. Okay, bye. No idea there. I'm sure. Makes perfect sense to me. No, what, what, what sort of, at home with What sort of deal had he done there, John? 
Uh, I think in Morse code, it just said beer is a dick. <laughs> and as I say, the, 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 he, he ends up going uh, going missing. Took some took some money, didn't he? Took some gate receipts as part of it. It's not can't be much of a like kind of bag bag of booty that he went with some money off the cop because <laughs> most of the, the turnstile operators took the money off the cop, didn't they? Yeah, they were, it was siphoned off bit by bit from in their pockets, and then board had some. But, and then by the time he got to club, there were about fifty p left. But there was there was rumours that he went to Australia. Then he was ended up in Turkey, and he was actually on Crime Watch. There was an episode of Crime Watch where they said, "Have you?" This is a true story. I think it was in Matthew Bell's and Gary Armstrong's really good book about you know about all the boardrooms. So, and uh, apparently, been seen in like in Australia, then in Turkey. Somebody I knew, where somebody I used to work. Genuine story, not not with you, John or Andrew. Said that his friend, it was one of those, his friend of a friend, was in a was on a Greek island. I'm not sure whether it was Kos or Falaraki or whatever. But he actually said that a guy that looked just like him was talking about United. And he said, oh, "I know you from somewhere, pal." And they got chatting about, it and apparently it was Paul Woolhouse. And then he started mumbling stories. No, my name's Terry. It's not. It's not Paul. He said, "No, you are. You're, you're that guy. That guy." And then he legged it, apparently. That is a, a true story. Well, true story from my friend of my friend. So he's in, uh, for the police, he's somewhere in sort of Coscrete Road. He's some, somewhere there, apparently, if you want to go and find him. Is he still on the run? Still on the run, yeah. He's still yeah. wanted. Still a wanted man. Who, who was the wealthiest on the board? Labour. Nothing, Reg. Reg had his finger in all those uh, jute mills, didn't he? Jute mill. Jute. <laughs> Absolutely stupid that word, that little bit. Like, near the start of programming, it? it cuts to him in front of a fire in, in dark. It's like seeing out a fast show, isn't it? It's like uh, 40 grand, Billy White. So I was very, very drunk. <laughs> just, just weird sort of situation. He's in the stock exchange and now he's in the FSA. I mean, it starts off with him not letting Harry sign a player. It starts as it means to go on. It's just penny pinching well, it, it, all the way through, isn't it? He refuses to sign in. Which really is a vast amount of money. We've not been in that level before. Yeah. Not for the decade I've been here. So I, I'm sorry you didn't get the player. Maybe if we had been prepared to part with one or two of these players before uh, we did, then the funds would have been there and you would not have been asking for 350000 You might have only been asking for a hundred. And the board will let you have what cash you generate. And I think it's a little bit of foresight. Uh, that's required as well. And that sort of sums us up. The, the, the penny P... 250,000. was it? I don't know. It didn't really allude to the player was. Uh, but he wanted 250,000 to sign a player and they said, no, it's all right. Unless you've got rid of some. When we asked you to get rid of some. But who would he have got that rid of? That But who's going to make 250,000? Even at that time, you don't want you could sell. I did mention in no. the last pod where, you know, you always had that doubt whether they did want to go up, but I think it came across pretty clearly in, in the board meetings. I think Derek Dooley even says it, you know, you, to get up there, you've got to take a risk or something. I like the fact... But, but with not, not to speak bad about Derek, but he worries a lot as well, doesn't he, about it? He does. It? Yeah. He does. He really worries about it. It shows how much he cared for the club. Mm. But right, right at the very start, you know, the bit before the credits, it just summed it up. It was, it was the board all over. Bassett says, "Are we, are we prepared to spend some money?" And there's a silence. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell, you can tell they're like sort of looking at TV cameras, I and you're like, "I tell you what, that, that tumbleweed comes down the table." Tell you what's great, them after Bassett walks out, clearly furious. Then they, then they talk about something really important. Right, I should have popped concert. 
pop con- item five yeah. pop concert. Which makes you think. So talking to Bassett was item four. They had three more things more important than that, didn't they? Clearly. I don't know who the pop concert was because obviously Springsteen had been long before that. It obviously never came to fruition, whoever they had, whoever they had lined up. Probably one of Paul Wallhouse's mates. <laughs> I mean, they obviously showed other, other members of the, the, sort of the, the board, I suppose. There's Andy Dakin, who always comes across as a fairly decent guy. I think there's Dave Capper. And then obviously Derek Derek Dooley, uh, who you know you John you know him pretty well I think just seems a, just seems a really nice man and seems really level headed yeah. compared to the rest rest of him. What what's your thoughts on on I know you you know Derek a bit or knew him should I say? Like I say he always came across whenever I met him as a really decent man. He made a lot of time for everybody. That's one thing I always remember. Um, me and Andy were at a dinner once uh, and he was a guest and I think. Dave was speaking actually. Uh, Dave Bassett was guest speaker, and Derek Dooley made sure he pretty much spoke to everybody who wanted to speak to him and gave him a lot of time. I think that probably speaks volumes about the man. About how he feels, uh, probably just about the city of Sheffield, and he was always very honoured to be remembered. And he could have had a lot more bitterness towards the other side. Obviously, you know they they sacked him on Christmas Eve, and he just loved the city, though, didn't he? Because mm. Chef Wednesday fans now still don't speak bad at him, even though he did so much for our club and off the pitch. Yeah, so I think he's the one figure in that board at that time that even Bassett had, had a lot of respect for. And you almost, he was the steadying influence. All the rest, the fact that they've either been to prison, on the run, or, you know, I, mean, I think the, the bit in the book was apparently all, every time Brayley went to India through jute mills, they were like, they were waiting for him at airport, apparently. It's like, literally got this vision of this mob of, uh, sort of on horses. Is that a bit racist to say? I shouldn't say that, but like chasing him along sort of thing. Uh, it's he, not racist. It's just, it's just the fact that you just imagine that he'd probably try and keep <laughs> him in squalor. I mean, I've got visions of him like Temple of Doom. Like he's just got him living, like with people whipping him and stuff. He's just... You know what I mean? It's, it's just the, the way you came across that it was just anything for a fast book, weren't he? Was, was Brearley in charge of, up until McDonald taking over? Yeah, I think Brearley was there and then his brother took over for a bit and there was a... Woolhouse actually was chairman, wasn't he, for a while, a year or so yeah. after this. And then Brearley came back with his brother um, and then there was a lot of wrangling over it and then, yeah, I think he, he ended up having it. Was it who? What was, it? what was his brother called? I honestly can't remember. Yeah. He'd prepared for this. He'd expected a quiz only on board members and he's revised this. Is it Mike Brearley? <laughs> Mike Brearley. <laughs> Good average. Anyway, his brother got involved and there were various things happening. <laughs> I'll I'll tweet out afterwards if I remember the name of his brother. But then we have the sensation that he's uh, he announced at the board, he says, We've got we've got we've got something lined up that's gonna help the club. They're very reminiscent of the scenes when Abdullah came in, um, you know, with McCabe saying we've got we've got some foreign foreign influence coming in, and the board don't look happy with that when he when he announces that. No, they just they they just don't care. They just anything that he, he wanted involvement in, Woolhouse especially, just um, just hated it, didn't he? And it, I think it was just before this bit that Woolhouse would probably stick in nothing went in, and then it continued to throughout the episode. I think Brearley said annoyed because. That was probably the first they knew about it. Yeah, in front of TV as well. It was a great yeah. twist to the documentary, wasn't it? You know, where it's like, he, it's like he planned it. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He wanted to be the star of the show, didn't he? Yeah. 
Piers Beden, have you, have you managed to research the viewing figures that you promised to, or have you not? Uh, I couldn't find this, Andrew. I did have a look, but I couldn't find anything. Did you get anywhere with it? <laughs> no. I think we've got 18 million. Yeah, okay. Sounds about right. So, so then we have the, the well, I think Reg really says something about he, he, he has to sell because the council hate him. He was a, he was a big Tory, uh, born in uh, and grew up in Grantham, same place as Maggie Thatcher. And apparently, like, he did all these plans to make Bramall Lane this Wembley of the North. But um, the council, big Labour council, just didn't want any part of Brayley. And he alluded to that and says, look, there's, there's no way they're going to they're gonna entertain me doing anything. And then he brings in uh, Mr. Hashimi. You remember, on my left is Sam Hashimi. He's a, a businessman in this country. He has Middle East connections. And from the club's point of view, as I see it, we have got a tremendous opportunity to launch ourselves into the international arena. The international arena. Any ideas what he's talking about? <laughs> yeah, I think it was the pop concert. No, no, because I don't think he really knew what he was doing. I, I think it's, I, I always found it strange that a lot of his business was in uh, Iraq and what have you. And all of a sudden, Iraqi figures coming along. Mm. But that's reminiscent I, I, of, of McCabe, isn't it? Well, how yeah. that deal came up all of a sudden, didn't it? He met him in London and all of a sudden... I mean, it came clear that Hashimi had no money. So I just think he, he was going to be the face and Reg would still be behind it. What was the, what was the publicity, anyway? I don't know. He, he, I, I think that Brady was kind of like, well... I mean, later on, obviously, it all falls through. Um, but, like... I think at that time, I don't think there were that many foreign people, international people involved in football. It was quite a shock. Cause, like you get when they have the press conference and he comes up and he, he, he speaks. Uh, thank you for being here this morning uh, with us for the announcement. Um, I, I love to be the chairman of this football club and uh, I have great plans to to turn um, the, the Bramall Lane into an international arena where we can be very proud um, to invite overseas visitors and overseas team. So he's got big plans to turn the Bramall Lane into an international arena. But what gets me is that that press conference, it pans around and you see all the fans and all the old guys, well, direct, I suppose it's Cheryl's, and they all look at each other. and They don't even have to say anything. They're it gets really... a little bit xenophobic, doesn't it? But, uh, what also made me laugh is when uh, he said, I wish Dave Bassett every sex first. Success. <laughs> Success. It's, it, it's almost like he saw what was happening in his future, didn't he? <laughs> and and I, I think it's worth having a bit of a discussion because obviously he, he or she hit, hit the headlines like later on. Obviously, the, the takeover kind of falls through. Uh, we have sort of Paul Woolhouse's sort of comments on it. He isn't too high tonight. He isn't a Sheffield person. He isn't British. And the board are very, very wary about the shareholding going out to the UK. So he, he's quite critical. The, the, the deal falls through and, and really, really snaps at a BBC reporter. I have this decision. It's a stupid question to ask. And you first heard it just about two minutes ago. So. And, and there's a, you know, there's... Do you know what I like about that? Yeah. Is the question was, does Mr Hashibi know about this? And Reg obviously says, what a stupid question. You've just found out a few minutes ago, which is clearly no. I've told you, but I've told him. <laughs> and, and, and Mr. Hashimi disappears, 
disappears into in, into the night and we don't really hear anything more of him, the board say, let's get on with things, which is basically having no money. Well, do, you, like, do, you know, do you know, like, a few of them, like, nationally, how uh, they were saying, like, oh, it's a big, it's embarrassing and stuff like that. How big a story was it nationally or was it just locally, really? Andrew, can you, uh, you well, remember think, whether I it think, was... Uh, I, I can remember my granddad thinking he was a crook. I mean, granddad <laughs> was pretty up on what was happening. Uh, locally, anyway, but it showed pictures. It showed a snapshot of the sun, I think, so it reached that level. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we we weren't we were clearly not as big as Reg thought we were in those do, things. Do you know what though? I'm I'm going to make some comments about Brilliant. Well, that's some really kind of he cool. says things about like kind of you can't have you know it can't be kept uh, local all the time. He talks about the police saying I don't want police to govern games. Mm. We need to move away from that. You know, you know, and he actually makes some really comments in that that come to fruition in terms of ownership, in terms of police involvement. So, you know, you're clearly, an, an, you know, quite an astute businessman and obviously a very intelligent guy. But I think he's he's ta- he done a good job at the lane, getting him up through the divisions with Porterfield. But his time was up, wasn't it? And he, he wanted out and he went about it in the wrong way. He also has things, he contradicted himself. He was banging on about being imaginative and, and you needed to have big ideas to push it forward. And he was like bigging himself up as this huge ideas man. But then earlier on in the programme, Andy Dakins pleading for a grand to put some radio adverts on for Plymouth match yeah. or something. And they're like, oh, I don't know about that. A grand, but Plymouth. It's, and Dakins like pleading with him. If we, get, if we get a few hundred extra through the door, I think, no, no. Well, what I like about that is when uh, Andy goes, well, the thing is, Derek, I can't prove I'm right, and you won't be able to prove you're right. And Derek goes, "We can always prove I'm right." Yeah, yeah. Ah, ah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Conversation yeah. over. It really didn't come across as though he had the weight of the world on his shoulders, though, did he? You know, you can sometimes sense. He was hiding uh, from. He was hiding from India. He had to stay over here. But uh, also, do you know, like with Hashimi, is that so much like Woolhouse and the rest of the board love Dave? Yeah. Is they were worried if Hashimi came in, David walk away. No, it's fair. So, even, so even then, that's how much they love Dave. Yeah. Just in terms of Hashimi, uh, did we know that he actually went back to United and ended up applying for the job of chief executive in the mid nineties when Mike McDonald? Don't even say manager. <laughs> no, 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 almost. But obviously, Ashimi ended up uh, in the news for different reasons. He, he did make the national news. Uh, went through a sex change, changed his name to Samantha Kane, was it? I think. Don't pretend like you don't know. And you've not got Kane. the pictures. But but yeah. <laughs> but then he he changed all behind you, Dave. But then he changed back, and then he changed. Did he change? He changed back again. And then he was then broadcast saying the doctors carried out the procedures without him having full knowledge. How many of it. times? It was all a bit. Bizarre. How many times can you go back and forth? It's, it's going to be diminishing returns down there, and you're going to start losing. Do we know what sex he is now? And well, you've just gone with him. I don't know. I don't I'll know. Just give him a quick ring. But yeah, so he, he sort of she disappeared, and uh, and then we were stuck with with, with Brearley. But like you say, I I I think Brearley's painted as a as a. I don't know, in a, in a poorer light than perhaps he, he needed to be in that episode for me. Yeah, I mean, just link it though. Do you know, I mean, I know in a bit we're going to speak about the fans one, but in the pub, all the fans are saying that they were happy with Brearley, that they felt they'd done a good job. I, at the time, all I can remember is the fact that fans around me and, and me, myself, and my dad and that, just they never put their hand in the pocket. Bassett yeah. were quite often... 
and looking back, it probably was pointed comments in media, you know, like, oh, we can't afford that sort of play. You know, we can't. It, it probably was having a dig at Brilliant. And I think, I don't think he felt backed at times. Bassett but... had a go at fans, though, as well. He did, yeah, yeah. Crowds weren't big enough. They're not like Leeds' as crowds and stuff. And But he knew he could have a go because what he'd done, he would be like Wilder now. Wilder can have a go at us. And we're all like, fair dudes, he, he's in charge. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think yeah. it's a bit different, though. I think the football we play now is far superior than what we did then. Uh, you can tell in the fans one, on Keith's not happy with the, the standard of football, is it? Uh, well, I, I don't know what's on Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, that, that in terms of the boardroom episode, there's not much more really. That, we don't see much. Act, we, we we see them. Uh, we see them go to Leeds right at the end, and and they they go and this big it up, big promotion game, and then we see them sort of skulking away at the end at the board because they get. No, they show a bit first, don't they? They show they show a lovely Garen Cross, I think. For um, is it? Is it Oxford or something? Like we, yeah, my, yeah, my new one, two, one. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, they start with a bit of a sweetener, yeah, and, and then and then they, go, they don't they cut to like Brealey just talking absolute nonsense, talking about goal average and away goals <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Yeah, we're, we're behind him in yeah, alphabetical order. Yeah, saying we'll ne- we'll never beat Leeds because they've got a better goal than simple Reds get more points than them. Exactly. He said it's unlucky. It's unlucky that we're behind him alphabetically or whatever he says. <laughs> Absolute idiot. But then, yeah, it cuts to that Leeds match, which incidentally was a pretty crap 12th birthday for me. Come back from Cub Camp or whatever it were, put Telly six down, and there it were, 4-0. And I, th- I think it's the first goal. I know we lost 4-0, but the first goal, my dad does a great goal and clearance. Yeah. Do we- That's it. That's all I've got to say about that game. Do we approve the red shorts with the uh, with the home kit or not? No. You know what, Andrew? It's the first time it's occurred to me that that's probably the reason we lost. That that terrible, terrible mismatch of like kind of all red kits, rubbish. Nothing to do with the fact that they were just at a rampant midfield it, and we just. Is that the game when they kept moving in front of traces? They were taking kicks. They weren't letting take kicks. And like you know now, obviously, if you move in front of the goal and they kick it out of their hands, it's foul straight away. And ref just kept letting them do it. Really frustrated, didn't he? he Pull someone down for what a penalty or something. Yeah, I think it was like Bobby Davison or one of them. Davison and Shot were two doing it, weren't it? I think, but mm. yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they knew how to win a game then. But they didn't show much about the actual games, and it was just a little fact. Oh, we we were at the, near the top, and we lost it, and it all looked kind of not in tatters, but it looked like it was back in the balance again. And then we move on to the any any other thoughts actually? I'm just finding before we move on to the fans about about the board. It just shows you some things never changed, does he? Quite a lot of what went off in that episode. We've had parallels all the way through watching yeah. United, and even yeah. even to now with foreigners coming in, not quite living up to what they were, being sold as the saviour. I know, I know, the prince has finally come come really good actually, and pro- provided some money. But yeah, they've always been tight, and some things never change. I don't think. Perfect manager for that scenario, though, Bassett. Uh, yeah, yeah, just good, weren't it? Football yeah. not great, but. Uh, just brilliant manager at the time. I think, look, just fine, looking back at that episode, it shows how much the grounds come on. It looks so tatty, the ground, you know, like, obviously, they were standing and stuff. But just as it pans around, like, some of the, you know, some of the facilities and stuff, it, it's like a different ground now. Well, they, they, they were talking about that in one of the things, weren't they? I mean, were it Kappa that were complaining about, oh, we've got to sort things out because of Hillsborough? Like, it seemed really bitter that we had to actually make ground safe. And then <laughs> um, it's, it's, like, it's a bloody nightmare. Grass growing through Bramall Lane terror. I mean, they'd have no problems now because lads at back at Copper have picked it up and smoked it, wouldn't they? But it just, just <laughs> summit. It was just, it was falling down, weren't it? 
And then we move on to the episode four, as it's as it's dubbed, and we have the fans, and we have we we how this is done is it introduced. I don't know how they selected these. I had no idea. Anybody know how? I don't know how. Does anybody know how this was done? Were you not asked? No, apparently not. I was only about 10, 11. So they, they picked some fans. I suppose they want to try and get a, a cross-section of United fans. I mean, normally when they do this, when you see the City one or you know the Sunderland one, they'll, they'll, they'll be very kind of, you know, it's a bit cliche. They'll have like a, a posher fan, you know, then one who's working class. For United, they just seem to pick three that, you know, like we're all very much kind of working class. I don't think it's bad for me to say that. Um and they tried to get them all to go to get together a lot. They clearly didn't know each other, but they had them really four scenes where they were in the pub talking about Morris and Hill. Yeah, it's, it was a bit staged, wasn't it? But um, I, th- I think they picked some good good characters. We'll talk about the, the different characters, um, and we'll start with the first one who's, who's introduced. Um, and we have a, a guy called Keith Bruton, I think Bruton Broughton, and he comes on and he first describes, uh, you see him, and he's, he's, in his, he's in his, like, well, he lives in a flat, doesn't he? And the first bit for me that gets me is he's watching, he's making his kids, almost forcing his kids to watch old videos of Tony Curry, calls him God. But he's got a T-shirt that says, gone but not yeah. forgotten, which implies he's, like, dead. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that. I've got that line on. What's that about? Even more worrying to me is 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 forcing his kid in his kid's bedroom by the looks of it to watch Tony Curry videos. But above the TV, do you notice this? There's like a star billboard yeah. that says Blades Mooning Mascot Row. And they don't explain that. <laughs> Clearly his kid one of his kids has done something and he's proud of it, isn't it? Clearly but, got that for the star side. No, never alluded to it. Massive thing. First thing that Cassiano ah, never alluded to. It. Then he describes his room. He comes in and he and he looks on his up his ceiling, sees some tiles and puts puts SUFC in, which is nice. You know, shows his love for the for the club. Not sure why they got two minutes of airtime out of it though. Like he's some sort of early Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. <laughs> is, is it right as well that he calls his he, just as he calls his kids after SUFC? Simon Uther, Fraser Callum, SUFC. What kind of name is Uther? Just anything beginning with you, isn't it, basically? Simon Uther, Fraser Callum. Um, He's a negative guy, isn't he? <laughs> I've, I've got here, is it related to Denver? He has to be, doesn't he? Because the negativity. There's one thing, when it was on about um, Tony Curry, God bless him, um, <laughs> on about, oh, he could do a 40-yard pass. These lot are just whack it in the back of the stand. <laughs> He's right. No, but I'm not just going to throw it. One of my dad's biggest bugbears is that that team get criticised for just being a long ball team. Yeah. He says if you watch things back, they actually played football. Yeah. And what, but watch the goals back, even like on the United thing. I know it's difficult. There's not many that are just straight long balls. A lot of them are crosses. Crosses, yeah. Crosses, yeah. Now, yep. If, you, if you're a long ball team and you send off just whack it, the ball doesn't really go wide. Mm. You've got to play the ball wide. Yep. I, I, I like I, the... I, I think they get a lot of criticism, that team. 
Yeah, I think they could play football. I think sometimes they went too long, and whether that was under Bassett or they just got into that mindset. I think they like with the players they got. They, like you look at people like Bradshaw and Whitehouse, they're good footballers. You know, obviously, Dean and Agarn up front. front. Gannon was a good footballer. Yeah, Gannon, Gannon could pass the ball. There's no one really in that you know front kind of six with Bryson that all of them were competent footballers. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's one thing that really does wind me dad and that yeah. squad up. And they say I was probably a bit too young to re- like sort of get you know what tactics we were playing or whether it were good or bad football. Because to me at the time it was just exciting. We're scoring goals. We're winning. Winning. There were always plenty of goals in games and stuff. And to me it was just exciting. And looking back on it now, he is such a moaner, isn't he? That bloke. Yeah. He's just yeah. constant. Are we going to get fans down here when we're playing this? Well, because we're second we're, in the league, mate. We're, we're second. Not We've not played well all season. <laughs> Maurice Chanel, two two worst players, spent money on them, 180,000. Maurice Chanel. Maurice, biggest donkey. Biggest donkey we've ever had. You, you never saw Paul Williams. To be fair to Winnie, we'll come on to her. She says, he's done all right. He's brought in some good lads, some bargains. <laughs> all right, bargains. Winnie wanted to be positive there. And I think Keith's yeah. just like, shut up, Winnie. I like the way when <laughs> That's he, when how he... we feel speaking to David. Oh, come no. on. I'm not that bad. You have, you have lightened up a bit, but I reckon two or three years... Well, an ent- like an entire decade ending about two years ago, maybe a year and a half, you, yeah. you were here. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I hope that didn't come across in my match report. But, uh, <laughs> You've never given I, ten. I like the bit where he's welding... And I don't want to criticise, you know, the sort of job he was doing. You know, all valuable jobs and stuff. He's welding and he says... There's some people they're in poor, poor paid jobs. You know they, they they can't afford to go to matches and spend like I do on a. And he goes through what he has to buy it for a game. He describes all the items he has to buy it like it's compulsory. Two of them were tickets, weren't they? <laughs> Which they are compulsory. <laughs> so, the only other one was a program. Pie program. There's something else. It was, there were tickets for him and tickets for kids, weren't it? <laughs> so you know you kind of do need to buy it. Well, once you get right turnstile man, obviously. And then it's just a couple of quid and then you go... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll let you on the spy on cop. Has anyone checked if he's on Twitter? Uh, I had a look, he wasn't. I've seen him recently. He still goes to games. I think he's a big Blades fan. He goes home and away. It'd be nice to have had him on to, to... to see if he's mellowed in his uh, in his old age. Well, this is it. I, I think if if we get if we get past the third episode of this that we're trying to do, I think we ought to have a fourth bonus one. Get all stars on, invite them on, see see what they yeah. want to say about it. Well, but, I mean, fair, fair play though to Keith. He openly admits he follows him home and away, and yeah, 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 he's a huge which, fan. Oh, yeah, full respect, and obviously, as you say now, David still does, mm. but just at that time, yeah. he, I wonder if he looks back at it and thinks. Wow, it was negative. Because, yeah. my God, we went through some shit years. Yeah, imagine what it was yeah, like <laughs> well, like every yeah. year since. Yeah, it'd been a long time till Bassett come. You know, the stuff on the Portford, even though they'd had some promotion, the football, you know, it was quite dreary, wasn't it? Yeah. So they'd been waiting for that team since like the mid, mid, mid 70s. Um, any, any more thoughts? On yeah, Keith? I'm excited they've ever been at the Port Vale match. Oh, at the end when they win. I thought you were going to pass out. <laughs> he did, didn't he? He's delighted the winner, he's clear. Yeah, we were up behind you, mate. What a finish. Dino, brilliant. I nearly fainted, I thought I was excited, dizzy, or whatever in my life. It's unfair. We'll do it now. I didn't think we would have done it. 
I love the way he changes his whole opinion on. I know Rolls can do that, but he's gone from, oh, we're doing with. I mean, again, a bit like me. To all of a sudden, we're up, we're, up, we're promoted now. That's just how football gets you, isn't it? Yeah, typical football yeah. fan. One thing, one line I like from Keith is when they're discussing the article, well, not the article, but the BBC. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you want to hear what he compares it I to? I love the fact, yeah, a nuclear terror. You're ruining my lines, David. Sorry. Stop <laughs> <laughs> your clips. Just go with what I wrote. Go on, John, you were saying. That it compares the BBC to a nuclear deterrent. It does. In fact, there's no need to play your, your clip. You've just had it. Yeah, it's, it's an odd, odd phrase, really, isn't it? To, 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 he, he says something like, oh, they used to come and kick us all over on cop, but now they're there, they, they think twice. Well, what we're interested in... Are you trying to do a Keith accent here? I'm trying. <laughs> well, yeah, all related. <laughs> Keith, come on in. Uncle Keith. <laughs> But it, it, what we're interested about it, I, I can understand what he was saying about because there's some hard lads hanging about. Other people think twice about causing trouble. But he just ended on, I don't agree with what, what they do. They, they do. they do. They do a lot of bad, but they also do a lot of good. Like, they, like there's some sort of caring community like on, team or like something. On sun, like on Sundays, they're giving out food parcels. Yeah, yeah, just giving stuff, taking stuff out. <laughs> now COVID 19s on, BBC are driving around dropping off food parcels. I, I like the way they go into a pub. And we don't obviously don't see the faces, and it's clearly the railway they're in. But we've got the backs of them, and it's like they've, they've got the silhouette. But you can always see where they are anyway. And they sort of you hear them sort of like they're all disguised, and they, they sort of, it's like they're having some sort of secret meeting sort of thing. Well, they even give up on it. They start filming them from back, <laughs> then halfway through they just start from front. It's like oh, I can't be bothered anymore. Just <laughs> show them. There was one other fan. Obviously, we've we'll come on to another. Probably what I'd say the main star, but we had Martin Haythorn, who was a, a bit of a character, wasn't he? Absolutely on... obsessed by it. Oh, no, no, I just thought a nice tattoo. Is he the guy who had, who had a kid during the yeah, film? Yeah, yeah. Christmas is baby, the luminous kit. What a great shirt. Yeah, exactly. It's better. Vicar, than Vicar has a bit of a go, doesn't he? Yeah. Vicar has a bit of a look about Yorkshire Ripper about him, if you ask me. I, I wouldn't trust him with my kid. Well, it's not just the baby that's been christened. He's got the shirt on, away shirt on. <laughs> yes, I... And his other kid's got the away shirt on as well. You... But, all the rest, but all the rest of the family are in shirt, ties, suit. has <laughs> got an nice dress on, done herself up. <laughs> I like the way his wife looks at him when he, she says, she says, oh, she thinks I'm mad. I spend all my money on tap from, from the souvenir shop. And his wife just shakes her head. She looks so weary of his obsession. Do you, do you think if the cameras weren't there, they would have wore them away shirts for the christening? I think they, they, I think they would have. Well, it's not even that. I think he seems to think that more important than registering <laughs> birth, we're getting her down as a junior blade. He, he, kept, he kept saying, she's official, yeah, man. She's official. I've got, her in, I've got her as a junior blade. Do you think Winnie, do you think Winnie was invited for the programme or she was always going there for the christening? <laughs> I think it was all a bit forced. The pub You've got the to think so, aren't you? There she is, old Winnie, waving at the baby in the background. Star of the show. <laughs> Star of the show. Well, should we, should we come on to Winnie? We, we have the introduction to, Win, to Winnie um, when uh, she, she, she is in a house which is in, on Shoreham Street, I, I believe. She lives on Shoreham Street, which is brilliant. And we have her introduced. 
What about Julia? Why? Why? Well, we have a nice fight. We'll be waiting. See you later. I'm not checking the key. For me, the opening of that scene, obviously, a loving, doting husband, making sure she's all right before she goes to the match. She's obviously carrying one of those, uh, like, cuddly, uh, like, it's like a Bertie Bassett, isn't it? No, not one. Two. She had two. But the main point I want to make for that is, yes, she's taking them in. The size of that giant dog that's called Joey. Joey? <laughs> she, she took him to the match before because there's an assumption there. Are you not taking, like, she's took him How would he get into the ground? She'd have to pay. She'd have to pay. The, that could be that big. She'd have to pay two adult tickets. You, well, you can get out past them turnstile operators, though, He's can't absolutely you? absolutely massive. Right, working on it. He's massive, this dog. So she leaves Joey. Um, but just something, just something. A, a husband was a good artist. Well, well, very good, yeah. Well, very good. Is yeah. a bird of some sort? Yeah, kingfisher, I think. Scenery, I thought. I think it was a marina. <laughs> Did we watch the same programme? <laughs> <laughs> You're a good guy. I wonder if he's still around. Well, I know that Winnie isn't, unfortunately, oh, to break it. Just, but she mute. didn't die that long ago. It was only sort of five, six years ago. It wasn't like she, she had a, must have had a good... I remember it was in the programme, like, you know, she'd been a huge fan. Um, and we see her, she goes down. She, for some reason, she does a walk around the ground, though, to get in, even though she lives on Shoreham Street. Let's go to all the pubs to meet Keith. And... <laughs> yeah. Martin Aethorn. Yeah. Winnie's best mate, old Keith and Martin. <laughs> but she didn't know what railway was, did she? <laughs> Is it me as well, or did Railway actually look more modern yeah, in 1990 than it does now? Done it up for series. <laughs> Not been done up since. But absolutely brilliant, Winnie Roy. She comes across as so authentic, and, and her love for the club, you know, it's just clear as anything that she just clearly, you know, absolutely loves United. Put it very nicely. She says, well, home is where your heart is, and Ramalene is where our heart is. It's difficult to describe you. I mean, you go to away matches and you see other grounds, but you don't get that feeling you get when you walk in Bramali. You walk in and you look round and it's a marvellous feeling. You feel so elated. So she talks about how, how, how she feels going to Bramalane and you just well, see... I know about that yeah, I know she is and she's glowing. She absolutely loves it. And it's that feeling that we've probably all had for the last few years going, you know, she had it then, even though obviously we weren't promoting a good team, but it weren't the same then as it is now. Nah. I mean, her husband said it though, doesn't it? He went, I'm third, it's United, then our son, and then me. <laughs> and Joey. <laughs> Joey. <laughs> he was doing himself up there, weren't that he? Joey with three. That was the son, I think. <laughs> He's more than happy being third, though, isn't he? He yeah. says something like, oh, it keeps me out of her way or something. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. hey, so it's, it's even worse than gets her out from under my feet. <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's it, yeah. I mean, there's an assumption that he's going to lock her out as well, isn't yeah. he? So... I, like, I like the way he talks about a story when she gets spat on and he, he was just at home. Yeah, she got spat on and she went down the, down the side of the ground. But I painted a nice kingfisher. <laughs> yeah, but no, they, they do seem a lovely couple. Um, and she she just just loves United. Really lovely woman. Any other thoughts on Winnie Andrew? Uh, was she on the front of the program once, or was I just I, I remember her face? I, I do, no, a match day program. I'm sure she was Poss on the yeah, front. Possibly, possibly. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. No, she's great. I think she just comes across authentic, yeah. proper blade. She's the Janet Stancliffe of this of this yeah. of this yeah. kind of section of the of the show for me. Yeah, nothing to dislike. Great character. I must admit, when I last watched it in 1990, that. The best program was the first two and the last one, but I enjoyed these two. I thought yeah. I got, I got. Now I'm a bit older. I got more from it than I did back then, definitely. A- any other thoughts on Winnie, John? No, I think we've said it all. I think <laughs> she, she was the star of that episode. She was brilliant, passionate, everything. Yeah. Really, I think you, you hit the nail on the head when she basically put into words probably what we've all felt at some point in our lives. Probably then, at the same time when we were kids, the excitement and all that we felt. Absolutely none of that in between, but like we pro- like Dave said as well, we're feeling it. We're now we're Wilder. She mm. put that perfectly. Mm. I wonder, if, I wonder if she was asked to go and work for the BBC at the Italian United World Cup, the, the business which, firm, which BBC? <laughs> yeah, you live in Terran. Ah, yeah, in Des Lynham <laughs> with Janet. Just in terms of the, the kind of, the, obviously we, we have the, those fans, they're the key fans, uh, but we, we obviously cuts away to different action. I think we see something, there's a, a liaison officer who's meant to be, he's meant to be spotting uh, like troubled fan, uh, like troublemakers. And it just shows how dated it is. He's got this like, he's got these like cut bits of paper glued together. He's clearly not really watching, he's watching game, isn't he? He's no yeah. idea. <laughs> he's yeah, he's like, like he's back though. Yeah, we scored. <laughs> he swings between being really sort of professional and almost like coming across as hating football fans. He's that scene, isn't he, where coppers are getting briefed. Yeah. They're all lined up like stormtroopers in Death Star, and it's all a bit. Oh, that in that scene, there's one bit which that is it. A year after Hillsborough, this. Mm. Yeah. And and the police officer, the, the commanding officer, he gave the briefing. There's about three hundred of them there, which is shocking. I think it was before they played Barzi, and he says something. Which basically is, if you see anything, don't think, just do, just take action. Yeah. You'll not be blamed. You'll just take action. Recommended. A year after Hillsborough. Yeah, I know. You'd think they'd have learned by then, wouldn't you? That, well, let's go on telly and basically say, crack some skulls and I won't blame you. <laughs> but yeah, it's just quite. But the number of police there was just. But that bloke in control room absolutely lost it. He like started banging on to, Cali, uh, to camera like, oh, it's a big game. This when you've got thirty-five thousand people. He actually said thirty-five thousand. I rewound it and checked again. So unless Dakin got his one grand to do advertising for that game, I, we never got them crowds then, did we? He only held about thirty-three then. Oh dear. But then, uh, yeah, I, I, I liked him. He was, yeah, like, he was a decent he, guy. He, he's not them looking through his binoculars. He's yeah. not them. Yeah, we've scored. Uh, my missus, she knows if we've lost the weekend's ruined. Oh, I've lost them. I've lost yeah. them, lads. They've gone. Just Brad turned in from being really quite professional. Then he just got, as soon as he were on gantry watching match, that were it. Talking about going home and slapping wife if they lost or whatever he said. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> and so we, we see kind of the, the match action as it comes to the end. And um, we, we, we basically have um, the Port Vale game. Bruton zips his coat up and says, big one today. And, and then they, they walk down to the game. He, he seems to... I think his son's watching it with him, and we have cutaways. I think because we went one nil up in Port up against Port Vale, and then I think there was an error. I can't remember who made the mistake. Simon Tracer. 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 I thought it was Dave Barnes. I it might have been. No. Anyway, Tracy fumbled it into the goal from it near post. So, so they score, and it looks like we've kind of blown it out back at Leeds game, um, and then. Like, Leeds come first alphabetically. 
Leeds come first battle festival. Exactly. We, we had a double reason to, to win. And then it sort of stoppage time, or we didn't have stoppage time, but sort of last minute, um, ball breaks and, and Dean scores, gets an absolute whack. You know the player he got a whack from, Quiz? Anyone? Robbie no. Earl. Robbie yeah. Earl absolutely whacks him. Lovely start. Uh, as he puts it into the net. And and you can see you have the, the, the Booker chant, Dino, and D- this a bit of a pitch invasion. Was that for the goal celebration? Or no, the, after the game. The after the game, That's even worse. That's even worse. You hated it. But what, it, what were even better than that when Brighton had a goal disallowed? Took me right back the good old-fashioned, because it had Port Vale fight, you were in front of away and weren't it? Good old-fashioned, ah, with Nescafe handshake yeah. signs. <laughs> <laughs> Took me right back that. And, and the, obviously, we, we, they cut to, to Brew, and then somebody shouts, Look, Brighton's just equalised at Leeds. Which and and, and yes. I don't know whether that's yes. I don't, is that a bit forced or is that genuine? That was staged, really. But the thing is, it says oh, Brighton just equalised at Leeds, and then the shot comes on. Uh, Brighton beat Leeds. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, late did Brighton score? If we scored late, because we scored really, really late against Paul. Yeah. Is that the game where Gannon got stretched out? Yeah, broke his arm. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And then we we go into the the, the the sort of final games after that. I mean, obviously that well, just 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 going to that Dean goal. Yeah. How good did it look on the cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, they were look, days, weren't they? Yeah, I'm going to say, what do you prefer, cop standing or cop sitting? Standing. Standing on the spion cop. Yeah, some of the <laughs> some of the classic tunes as well, the songs as well. Uh, you know, not of this new rubbish. You got old United Booker. Sheffield United repeated. Yeah. yeah. One Perfect. side of the cop to the other side of the cop. Don't do yeah. that enough anymore. We're all on the march with Bassett's army. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Love it. So at the end of that, they beat Port Vale 2 1, and there was three games left. They got Bournemouth at home and then two games at Blackman and Leicester. They were sitting in second place, and, and it all builds up to the crescendo, if I can say it, the final two episodes, which were about the apprentice and about the manager. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a watch. I don't think we've had any of us. I've not watched them for a long time. So we're gonna have a little watch of those every, every week. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have a little watch of those. I do recall the Apprentice one wasn't that exciting, but I'm gonna do a bit of research see if any of those Apprentice went on to anything. Oh uh, please! <laughs> I, You've asked for I, research, Andrew. I, I've got two I can research and tell you about. Well, let's look save forward it for to next it. Time. Let's yeah. save it for next time. And then the final episode. We've That's got the, the one. We've got the manager. Uh, John has been trying in negotiations with some, uh, possibly uh, getting us some former players on. Obviously, he's got his dad who's captain, but he won't want to come on. But uh, we might, we'll see if we can. Uh, how are you getting on with those negotiations, John? Great. Has he texted <laughs> you back? Yeah, he always takes me back. Yeah, we'll not say the player, but he's quite a, a famous player from that squad. More famous than your dad. I'm, uh, that's harsh, but uh, I would say so. <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah, he, he still might. He's thinking about thinking it. Thinking about it. So, so yeah, look out for that. Obviously, when we come back in a in a couple of weeks, it'll just be the four of us again. But uh, hopefully, yeah. not. We might we might have to do a an interview like we did with my mum. No, that that'd be that'd be fine. That'd be is fine. It, is it Michael Lake? It's not Michael <laughs> Lake. No, you keep guessing. But you know what would be lovely if we obviously we'll release this one. You know, around the end of April, if we could get that episode out on the fifth of May, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, you're putting a lot of pressure on me and me editing here. Well, we'd have to record it, you know, in the next 
couple of weeks, but it would be lovely that if we release it on the 5th of May. Right, because that's when we played Stoke last year. Should, isn't that your dad's birthday as well, John? It is, yeah. My mum and dad's wedding anniversary. Something. Oh, it's all happening on that day. May the 5th be with you. The greatest day in United's history, possibly. Yeah? What, just because my dad was born? I think so. I mean, <laughs> mum and dad. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully... Uh, uh, hopefully the sound quality is, uh, I know it was a bit stuttery at times, so hopefully you can uh, you can hear enough of it to make a, a gist of our uh, uh, discourse, as Reginald might say. <laughs> and that's it. Any any final thoughts, uh, Mark? No, just that I'm enjoying it. It's, uh, it's literally probably 1990 since I've last watched all these programmes, yeah. and it is good to, to take a look back. I've really enjoyed it. And they've, they've stood up a bit better than I thought they would. Actually, I did enjoy these last two a lot more than I thought I would. John? I, I, I agree with Mark. I found the board one more interesting than I ever have done before. I think that's because I've always wanted to see the player side, dressing room side of it. But seeing that side of it, I found it really interesting this time. You wanted to get into that side of the game, John? Club ownership? <laughs> well, you never know. Never rule anything out. <laughs> it's not going too well on the management side of it, so I'm <laughs> And we're going to, we're going to, Andrew, do you, do you want to just, yeah. I've, got, I've got my quiz question to finish. So. Yeah, no, I think uh, one thing I did recognise and being in lockdown for, I don't know how long we've been in lockdown for now, is just missing that pub. Just a week, Andrew. Is, is that <laughs> all it's been? No, but, you know, the pub, the mixing before and after. I just thought, God, I wish I, I wish we were doing that now. But... So you've seen Inside the Cricketers with uh, <laughs> made you wish to be back did, amongst it. Didn't we go in the Cricketers at the end of last season? Or was that yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. On the 5th of May. Yeah. I loved yeah. it. Great. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. Um, I've remembered who Reg Brearley's brother was without cheating as well. His name was Len. Len Brearley. I remember him. Yeah, so Leonard just, and Reginald. Don't know somewhere in my mind that came to. What a sad brain I've got. What a sad mind I've got. So we're going to end with a quiz quiz question. We had one last week, a sort of trivia, just one question. We're going to do a big quiz at the end of the final episode. Um, this one is about appearances. Um, the only player who started every game was Simon Tracy, every league game. Brian Dean was next on 45. Who was the next most appearance maker? So we had Tracy Dean. Who was the next appearance maker? Mark? I'm going to go Bryson. Ooh, I was. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go... I'll go Hill. Oh, Bucker. I'll go Hill. Hill. Andrew? I'll go Barnes. Barnes. Uh, John is correct. Colin Hill. Excellent. 42 appearances. Um, the next one was uh, Mark Morris on 41, and then you Oh, that big donkey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Morris and Hill, but both of them uh, played most games after Tracy Dean, and then your dad made 40 appearances. I think he, he missed the last few, didn't he? Injured oh, his hamstring. Missed the last three games. Oh, no, last two, Blackburn and Leicester. So, yeah, so little trivia. I think I put out also on the, on the, on the Twitter chat that we scored the same amount of goals that season in, in, yeah. as, the, uh, as the promoted team last season, but we conceded a lot more. Conceded uh, 58 goals uh, this 90 promotion season to 41 uh, when we went and took last like year. I'd say, lots of goals in them games. Exciting. Yes. Same number yeah. of games. So, same number of games. so yeah, hope, hope you've enjoyed it. Um, and I hope you, hope you pass it on to your friends. Let them have a listen uh, as well. And... Uh, uh, and that's it. We'll 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 see you. We'll I'm sure we'll sign out and with a United tune. Andy, do you want to? Uh, you sang last time, John. Do you want to have a sing? No, not really. <laughs> well, we'll leave it. I'll leave it to you. I'll leave it to you. <laughs>
Sweet life.